Hello, welcome to the Pro Pilot Playbook. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And uh, we're here coming at you, hopefully more than weekly. We're trying to come at you to give you the tips, tricks, and hacks to get you into a jet uh, as fast and as cheaply as possible, and really just to promote aviation. Um, so we're happy today uh, to bring you another podcast. And what we've been doing, you'll you'll notice from a lot of our themes, is just we are getting influxes of questions. I mean, it's yep. literally every couple hours somebody emails us, and we love it. And uh, uh, we like that that we filter through those, and the ones that we feel will be most helpful to uh, our viewers is the ones that we uh, that we right. try to uh, to play to talk about uh, in this podcast. It's very interesting. Yep. If you have a question for us, you can email us at podcast at propilotplaybook.com. And uh, this week's subject, this this podcast isn't necessarily going to pertain to somebody who's just started their their flight instruction, just started learning. This may be for for um, actually both these questions come from guys who are already out there in the, the middle of their there some of these guys are corporate stuff maybe maybe just curiosity of what we're talking about when we say the word contract pilot right right and this is a this is something that i think even primary viewers that are just starting in their careers would be interesting knowing because it's it's not a thing that's discussed a lot Um, and it's a it's a huge extra income stream right right yeah it happens all day long every day there are contract pilots out there flying trips for for uh part 91 companies like corporate operators or even part 135 uh companies and uh also at the airlines i know that sounds crazy but we can get into that in the podcast here so what is a contract pilot basically a a part-time pilot uh that company or the owner of that aircraft has a need and they're either they're their pilot that they normally use is sick or unavailable for whatever reason, but they got to go and they will find somebody that's already current and typed and legally able to fly that jet for whatever operation they're running. Right. And they'll, they'll have them out at a daily rate. And this is a very lucrative little side gig as a pilot. As a matter of fact, my business that I have, I mean, about 50% of my income, if not more, comes from doing contract work, you know? And when I say lucrative, I mean, I get paid anywhere from $800 to $1,500 a day to go out and fly somebody else's airplane. Yeah, yeah. It it depends on the plane that you're in. And, and, you know, a good example of this is is my operation. So so I fly uh, Challenger uh, based in Cincinnati. And we have a two-person operation, so that means we have two pilots. Um, and we all know a Challenger is a two-pilot airplane. So every time the plane moves, both pilots have to be on it and working. And this is fine because the operation that we're in, um, we don't fly a lot, right? So, um, so uh, a lot of companies that have do a lot of flying, they uh, they they have more than two pilots. They may have three, four, five, even six on one airplane. It's possible. Um, and uh, the reason for that is if, if your airplane is flying every day, obviously, if you have two pilots, they can't just work 365 days a year. So what you do is you just rotate out and you have some sort of schedule and all that kind of stuff. Uh, my operation is very common. It's not like that because pilots are very expensive. You have their salaries, their training costs, uh, 
benefits, all those things associated with pilots. It's, um, it's cheaper to just run two pilots. And then if one of them needs a day off, uh, uh, it's not that they're sick. I mean, that happens. Uh, uh, but if one of them's sick, one of them needs a day off or one of them's in training or doing something of that nature, then what you do is you call on other operators in the area that have the same type of aircraft. And you say, Hey, can I, can I pay one of your guys to fly a trip with me? Um, and you, it's typically a day rate, like Sean mentioned, and the more expensive the airplane that you fly, uh, the more that it pays. Sure. Um, and it's, it's really just a supply and demand thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, for the challenger right now, we're paying 1500 a day. Um, and that includes travel day. So, you know, or, or also layover, you know, so if, if you do a trip with me and it's uh, say uh, out of Cincinnati and it goes to uh, 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 Miami for three days uh, and then you fly back, you would get paid for three days, even though one of those days you were, you know, sitting in Miami doing whatever you wanted to do. Um, so in that hypothetical situation, you'd get $4,500 um, to, to, to fly two legs. two hours <laughs> spread across <laughs> or yes. four hours total spread across three yes. days. And going to Miami. Now you could get a bad one. I mean, I've had some bad ones where they're uh, out there for sure. Yeah, You're going to New York and then you're going to New York to LA and then you're in LA for two hours, picking up somebody in Minneapolis, spend a night, all that. Of course you could have all that, but here's the great thing. They call you and ask if you're available. And then what's the first thing the contract pilot asks you? Well, what, what is it? I Give mean, me the details. The Give going? me the details. Yeah, right. yeah. Are you going to Miami for three days or are you going to Minneapolis in February? Right. Are we going right. Are we going out to Breckenridge for the week or uh, for three <laughs> or four days? Just enough time for me to not airline home or you got like some uh, 16 leg trip planned in the next 18 hours. You know? Right. Right, right. So it's very beneficial for obviously the people hiring you. It's beneficial for the pilot because, you know, they get the extra money. Um, and then um, so in most most here's what I find in, in our aviation group and circles that we run into. Um, so, yeah, your employer paid for all your training in that expensive airplane. And then you're personally getting paid extra for that. Uh, but but it is a benefit to your employer too, because if we do trips to help out them, then they'll do trips to help out us. And it just, uh, it just works really well. You know? Right. Uh, um, um, and then there's forums online uh, for the, you, yeah, you before, know, yeah, actually, yeah, I, I hate to interrupt you, but yeah, go ahead, man. I think we ought to give the people the credit for writing us in the questions. Let's, let's go through the questions because I, oh yeah, <laughs> we can, we can, uh, then we can get into some of those nitty gritty details. Yeah. I already, I have a couple things I wanted to mention just reading, uh, looking at Eugene here. Okay. Yeah. Read stuff. his question. All right. I'll do his first then. And technically we should do his first Eugene. I apologize. It's taken us this long to get to your podcast. I'm looking at to get you on here. Um, but we're doing multiple qu questions, I guess, uh, this, we have more than one person asking about us is what the idea here is. And Eugene sent this in almost a year ago now. Sorry, Eugene. It's it's uh, March of 2022 and right now. And Eugene sent this in April of 2021. All right. Greetings. Thanks for putting together a great podcast. Really great information. I wonder if you might be able to help me with a few questions I'm struggling to find answers to. My last gig was for a part 91 management company flying PC 12 single pilot. And I also occasionally picked up trips on our citation XLSs. 
I've got about 2,500 hours total time and 420 hours in the PC-12. I've also flown for a couple different carriers doing 135 freight, also single pilot. I haven't flown since November 2019, but I've got time now to do some part-time flying and I'm looking into freelancing, which he means contract work. Yep. Uh, to be honest, I know very little about how to get into the freelancing game. I've always worked in an employment role at my previous operators. I'm heading to flight safety next month for recurrent the PC-12, but I'm not sure what steps to take after that. I'm hoping you might be able to provide some mentorship or steer me in the right direction. I'm wondering how it all works in a general sense. After I get current, do I reach out to staffing agencies to find me trips? I'm only able to take maybe one trip per week right now. So I'm not expecting a full-time load. Anyway, you guys seem to have a lot of background in the industry. So I thought I'd reach out and ask. I'm not sure how viable the freelancing thing is. I'd hate to drop 8K on training and then find out that I'm not getting many trips. Any advice uh, you would have be much appreciated. Thanks again for the podcast. So Gene, uh, sorry, you, you've either already spent this money or haven't, and now you're due for another recurrent at this point. But so most guys don't, and what we're talking about here, by and large, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but most guys are probably not out there, you know, spending their own money uh, on on a recurrent right. with with just the chance of contract work coming along. Right. Now I do pay for my own recurrence in a couple of my type ratings, but I also know that I have uh, 15 customers waiting in the wings that are constantly calling, wanting me to come fly their airplanes. Right. That's a little different right. situation. Um, you just uh, going into it with the potential possibility, uh, that's probably not the best way to go. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he needs to research the market for the right. PC-12 in his area and make sure there's trips available. Yeah, yeah. Um, it may, you know, maybe try to talk to some of those operators um, and say, exactly. hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. What, what What's your appetite for, for, for this? Um, you know, and I know guys that have worked out actually with, with other operators. If, if money's tight, you know, in his position, you say, okay, yeah. Uh, a PC 12 recurrent is whatever. So let's say it's 10 grand, eight grand. Um, evidently. Is that what he just said? Yeah. He 8, said 000. eight grand. Yeah. yeah 8,000 right. on training. Uh, so maybe you could get another, an operator of a PC 12 to pay for it. And then you guarantee that you'll fly for them eight days a year for free. Yeah. That's um, so typically what most... happens that you have an employer who doesn't care what you do on your off time. Um, and this isn't everybody, not all employers are cool with this whatsoever. Right. Um, you got to have that right situation like Mike was getting ready to get into. Um, you know, I don't even, Mike, does your, does your guy allow you to want you running around doing stuff like that? Uh, as long as it, you know, you have to be careful that it doesn't affect, uh, uh, the, the company schedule, you know, but, um, it, you know, a lot of this last minute stuff, a guy calls him sick at another operator. We know we're not doing anything because, you know, on a two man operation, if I go fly for somebody else, the plane is a paperweight, right? right? Cause then, then, you know, um, so, but yes, he does. Now you will run into, uh, some big companies, uh, that they feel if, if, 
if you go fly for somebody else and then something would happen, an accident or something, that they could be uh, liable for that. Right. So some of the larger operators will say we're, we're not allowing you to to do this type of work. Right. Um, but and by but and large, that, at a at a one thirty five operator or like a charter company or a one twenty one operator, an airline, it's strictly prohibited. They, that yeah. you are not going to find one of those companies that allows you to do any kind of flying for hire on your off time. I mean, there might be some certain exceptions if you uh, are into skydiving or something and you fly the jump plane every now and then, uh, you know, that kind of stuff you could go to your management or your chief pilot and talk to about. But being out there doing contract work with somebody else's airplane, that's not going to happen. This is more something that happens in the part 91 world in the corporate pilot world. And like in Mike's situation, I'm just guessing Mike, but one of the things that would make it okay for your guy is the same guy that's over there helping you out when you need a guy, you know, you tell your, your principal, your boss, Hey, uh, they need help. This is the same guy that's been helping us out. Do you mind if I go do a trip with them? You got anything on the schedule absolutely. and he's yep. going to be like, Oh yeah, fine. Cause he knows that it's going to, you know, benefit him. Yeah, but, absolutely. And this is all checked out through insurance and sure. you know, we make sure everything's legit. You know, and, as far as uh, that. One, I can tell you Gene, because you know, this is a major part of my income, a great resource for this. And you just mentioned their name in your email flight safety, which is where you're doing your recurrent talk to when you get to flight safety or you don't even have to, you probably, you know, the, the instructors out there and, you know, call out there to your program manager of the PC 12, wherever they do that at, I'm not sure, but, and ask them, uh, put, you can have your name put on a list of guys that are available for contract work. Um, yep. You know, uh, the, and then what happens is a lot of time when these guys get really hard up for pilots, they'll call out the flight safety saying, hey, we need a we need a pilot. Then they reference this list of guys that their flight safety already has. The other thing is every time you're in training, get people's contact info. Yeah, exchange for sure. info. That's a huge thing. Yeah. And uh, let them know, hey, if you guys ever need a guy, anytime you see another PC-12 on the ramp, find where the crew's lounging out in the FBO and tell them, Hey guys, I also fly a PC 12, blah, 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 blah. Um, If you ever need any help, I'm actively doing contract work. I would love to come fill in for you. I I do this every time I see one of the airplanes I'm typed on, I find the crew, give them my card and I let them know I'm available to do this. And eventually you'll start collecting uh, a catalog, you know, full of uh full of customers that that call you and And sean because you're on a single pilot airplane like that is there more stringent uh flight time requirements for pilots starting out yeah so you're in you know and that's all ran by the insurance companies i'm not just talking about the single pilot jet though i mean right right yeah i get it but this guy's flying a plane yeah pc-12 yeah so the pc-12 is a single pilot uh turbo prop um aircraft and yes the insurance companies but he was already flying it the guy's got 2500 hours total 400 in type Um, that's pretty good i don't think that he's going to have a problem there Um, and he was already on uh, somebody else's insurance you know flying at single pilot Uh, so i don't think that's going to be an issue he's he's good yeah yeah um but 
the other big resource is there's probably on Facebook a PC-12 pilots group. You know, these guys yes. that own these airplanes and love them. Huge you know, resource. Yeah. yeah, they like to get on Facebook and talk about them or whatever. I know, like, Mike just mentioned the Premier Jet. I, I mean, there's a Premier Jet pilots group, and it was started by the program manager of flight safety. And they only they only built 300 of those airplanes. I think there's only, I don't know, it, in the United States, a little over 200 of them, uh, whatever. But, but everybody that is in one of those jets is on that Facebook group. I swear, every one of us are on there. And uh, somebody has one problem, everybody knows about it. Uh, as far as like something going wrong in the airplane, you know, so it, it's a great resource anyway. Uh, but the other thing that happens is every time somebody's in a bind and needs some help out there with, uh, you know, contract work, it shows up on that group as well. So yeah. get yourself on one of those type things. Um, but I don't even know that the PC-12 is that great of a, because it's a single pilot thing, I, I'm, it leads me to believe it might be a great contract, uh, nice cash cow in the contract world. That was one thing like that premier jet was a single pilot jet and there's not a ton of them like the CJs. Uh, so it was, it's kind of a niche, a uh, little niche right. thing I got going on, you know, I, I got a buddy flying a G 500 and that thing's brand new, you know, and right. uh, a type rating in that is like, it's six figures. I don't know. It's a lot of money. And you know, there's only one SIM uh, and uh, yep. it's really hard to get into. And these guys are short people all over. And he's like, they're paying ridiculous amounts for contract flying. Yeah. Well, so, I imagine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it depends on the plane you're on, but yeah. Uh, maybe a Pilatus is really good. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure either. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't get, I guess my final two cents on this, Eugene, before we read the next question, because you're in a different boat here. Um, I think the next guy's question we're going to read, he's just genuinely curious what it means to be a contract pilot. And I think we've already pretty much answered his question. Yeah. But yeah. you are in a different boat here, Gene. You have 2,500. Well, as of a year ago, you got 2,500 hours total. And you've bounced around a little bit with a part 91 company, a uh, couple different 135 freight operators. I did the same thing. I've got a lot <laughs> yeah. of time flying checks, uh, which aren't even flown anymore. Uh, I have a bunch of time in a caravan flying uh, FedEx, UPS, and DHL freight in the middle of the night, single pilot. Um, I'm assuming you did something like that. Um, but you you have got the time to not mess with any of this you know i wouldn't even be doing it at all i would be focusing on you could have your pick of anybody i don't know where you live but look if you wanted to stay on the corporate side go out there and start knocking on some doors and you right. may you may end up you know in a you know a, a, some type of mid cabin jet as a yeah as a co-pilot and then and then you can go shop that type rating around uh, as contract work. Uh, right. You know, I wouldn't get hung up on this whole Pilatus thing. There's uh, a, what's the name of it? The, there's a huge uh, charter company that runs Pilatuses, right? Uh, it used to be called Alpha Flight, but I think it's called Plain Sense now or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I bet those guys are hiring. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, that Wheels Up had a bunch of those too, didn't they? Or what did they have? Uh, they have they the Pilatus. Yeah, a lot of. Well, I know they had King Airs, but I thought I Maybe saw. Maybe they some, did. I thought I saw some uh, uh, the single turboprop stuff too. Maybe yeah, that's not. A cool I airplane. don't know. Yeah, uh, there's. I wouldn't get too hung up on it. I guess, Gene. I would. You know, with that kind of time, you could get. Uh, you could get yourself into something way better than trying to mess around with spending your own money on a recurrent right. in, a, in a single engine turbo prop looking for scraps. You know, I would, I would, uh, don't sell yourself short here. Have you seen that Pilatus jet, man? That thing's pretty sweet. It can like take off on grass and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I have. Yeah. That it's, thing's cool. Yeah. It's going to be another, uh, well, wait, that's the, it's single, uh, it's, it's single like, called like a PC 24 or something. It's a business jet. But make. it's this, is that the uh is that the one that looks that's not the single engine thing it doesn't look something like that vision no jet. i think it's got two williams engines on it or something like that okay but, but yeah right. yeah you, they're real expensive for what they are but yes yeah, yes like okay cool yeah that thing has the two williams engines on it and uh it's it's actually got i do know a little bit about this it's actually got something really cool it can run the 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 starboard engine the the yeah. number two engine at this thing called i think they call it whisper mode or something yeah it's like so ATU. it runs it at like half of the idle n2 speed which is the inner turbine speed yes. so it's just barely got enough fuel trickling in there to keep the motor running so it's real quiet and it's on the other side of the airplane from the cabin entry door so now it's like an apu so you can run your electronics and yeah. your environmentals to keep it cool or hot in the summer or winter. It's a neat concept that Williams came up with, but the guys in the premier world, that premier jet that I fly, they're all, you know, up in arms. I guess this it's the Williams engine that's on that thing is pretty much the exact same dash number that's on a premier jet. And I guess this technology that allows it to do that is just like a software upgrade. Oh. So technically the engines hanging on the premier could do the same thing, but Williams has a, an agreement with these Pilatus people, you know, a con that this is, you know, just a Pilatus thing. We can't, huh. that they won't let it fall into the other engine, you know, the other aircraft, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a sales, it's a sales gimmick, you know, it's an yes. awesome thing though. I mean, it's really yeah. cool. That is cool. Yeah. I was, uh, one time we did this charter into this, uh, uh, so I don't offend anyone. I won't say the state, but it was in the deep South and it was a small, small airport. And they, in, in these, these guys working in the airport, these kids, man, they haven't seen a jet before, but the one, uh, one was telling me we don't get many jets in here. We do get a pilatus in here every once in a while, a pilatus, <laughs> a pilatus. <laughs> so every time everyone talks about a pilatus, I I think of that guy, man. That's good stuff. But uh, I'll, I'll read this other, uh, just to make sure we got everything on here. Uh, yeah. This is from Nick Connor. Hey, Mike and Sean. My name is Nick Connor. I'm 25 years old. A few months ago, I left my mil left the military after six years of service. Thank you for your service. I was yes, stationed on an aircraft carrier for a while. I love watching the jets get catapulted off the boat. I meant it, it meant a lot. I met a lot of the pilots from the squadrons on board and they all agreed with you about getting the training knocked out as fast as humanly possible. Right now I work in tech doing some programming work 
but I'd like to transition into flying corporate. I recently discovered your podcast on YouTube and I've watched episode 24 lifestyle of a corporate pilot. You touched on contract work and making some extra income. Could you expand on that subject more? Are there pilots that work contract full-time and how do pilots typically start in the business taxes, insurance, networking, et cetera. I really enjoy the content. Keep it up. Uh, great question. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we I think we hit all of that, but just to reiterate, because it goes back to Gene's question too, at no point would I ever, ever give somebody the advice that they should go into becoming a corporate pilot to be a contract guy or right. nor would I go out there and be paying for type ratings or paying for a recurrent and something on the speculation of getting contract work? Now, if I, if I already had some contract work lined up or I knew it existed or heck, there's guys out there that own jets that don't even have pilots because pilots in some people's point of view or some kind of high end prima donna employee that's always wanting more money, better benefits, or they're going to run off to the next shiny object that comes along after they just spent 20 grand training them in something. And, and these guys don't even have pilots. They own a jet and all they use is contract guys. Now, if you, you have, the, you know what the difference is between a pilot and a jet engine, the yeah. jet engine start, stops whining when you turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, exactly. I but I would not go into this with the idea of becoming con that's something that's going to naturally accidentally happen as uh, you bounce around in this corporate segment of the industry. Right. And you collect type ratings and you back to the accidentally portion of it. You have a principal. That's what I call them. Your boss, the owner of the aircraft that doesn't care if you do this or maybe he only flies that's how i got into it it was a complete accident i had a principal who only used the airplane once or twice a month he knew that wasn't a lot of flying and he straight up told me hey yeah if you can do it go out there and fly all you want uh i'd rather keep you current and keep you uh you know out there flying more and experienced so he right. encouraged it I would say that's on the rare side of things, but and then I realized what a little, you know, gold mine it was and I started kind of morphing things around it, but I was already experienced, I was already typed. I mean, right. that that premier jet, I mean, there's probably four guys on the planet, maybe three guys on the planet that have more time in that machine than I do. So I already had a huge network of I could plug myself into it immediately. Right. Um, no point should someone be, that's their desire, uh, their end game of their career. That's an accident yeah. that happens along the way. I 100% agree. And I think that's kind of what he's getting at here at the NS about wages, insurance, and all that. So, yeah, it would be difficult. You would have to, to do this on your own. It, to answer Nick's direct question, you'd get paid with a 1099. And then, yeah, although you would make a lot of money per day, you'd have to pay for your training and your health insurance and all that stuff. So, right. so think of contract flying as in a, is a, a, a lucrative perk of an existing job that you have paying where you can double dip. Basically your employer is paying for your health insurance and your training and all that. And then on the side work, you go off and fly for these other companies and make extra money. Well and put. It, 
And yeah. yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, it helps out everyone, including your current employer, because it gives them uh, goodwill on their part to use some of these other guys and uh, keeps you current. Like you said, Sean, in an operation where you don't fly too much, it gives you the ability to fly other airplanes with other operators and, and find out what they do differently. Um, um, the whole thing about it's really pretty good. And as long as everything's checked out with your insurance company and everything's on the up and up there, uh, you know, there's no real risk. So uh, but yep. but th- this is a fun thing to talk about. And this yeah, is, yeah, I'm sorry. I interrupted. I thought you were Yeah, <laughs> And it gives our, you know, a lot of the viewers, even though they're not at this stage in their career yet, they can say, well, this is a way to look at uh, potential extra income streams. When you're looking at those wages of, because airline pilots can't do this. So when you're looking at corporate pilot weight pay versus airline pilot pay, it's a little bit of a hidden thing where you can make extra money. Right. Of course, with the airlines, you can pick up extra trips too. So you can do overtime at most airlines anyway. But, right. you know, it's just an extra thing. Yep. Yeah. This is, if there's anybody out there that is already doing this or sees the potential in this and whatever, I, I do have extensive experience in this, years of it with multiple, multiple customers. There's, there's, you know, if, if you are trying to make this part of your living, there are some other steps you need to take. Like, creating a, a tax entity and having a pilot services agreement that everybody needs to sign. There's, if you're doing it more than just on a one-off here or there, there are some things you want to do to protect yourself uh, financially and legally right. that I can help you with if you email us, but that's way too, uh, you know, much to get too, into right too here. Too far in the weeds for yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. our viewers. Yeah. 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 It gives our viewers a peek into that world and, uh, yeah, keep keep the questions coming, even how minute or 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 uh, intricate they might seem. Like this particular question, we'd love to answer it for you. Yep. If you have a question that you'd like to submit, you can email us at podcast at propilotplaybook.com and hopefully we'll get to it and answer it on the uh, on the show here, like this one. Don't forget to like and subscribe our channels. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guys slide. We never that tell in. people that. Some people, people like tell people eighteen times in every video. We never say. Yeah, that. I know, yeah. I know. But, <laughs> but we never say it. So since we're saying it now, please do it for us. Thank yeah, you. there you go. Right. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.